Life is good. Lovers, we're back for another week of Sex on Sunday with Katie and O'Lori. It's Katie. And O'Lori, how was your week? My week was really, really good. I spent it um, looking for costumes for, uh, well, not costume, but like masks and like an outfit because I, I was saw, going I out. I hope y'all was following on Instagram because the Milfie was in full effect, the okay? Was doing it. <laughs> we had so much fun. We did. We went to like this masquerade. It was kind of like a Venetian theme. Oh, okay. It was like a eyes wide shut sort Ew. of theme. Okay. Oh, I mean, it was hardly that, but it was, <laughs> it was it, you know what I mean? Like, but we were dressed, you know, we dressed the part. Nice. We had fun. Nice. That was good. So I spent most of the week trying to find the right mask, which was so annoying. Then I ended up wearing something like one of my kids' masks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, at least you found something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I um, go. Yeah, I'm so, that's what happens when you don't have a job. Like, you just do right, shit. Right, right. look for a mask all week. Listen, I'm so annoyed that I'm not celebrating Halloween for the first year in I don't know how I long. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. Like, y'all, Halloween is my favorite. <laughs> you don't I, understand. I wasn't into it until recently. No, that was like, I show up and show out yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. Like, I'm upset. But anyway, it's fine. Oh, you know why? Because I was always on some trail with a kid. Okay. Yeah. Because I've been a mother for like the last three decades of my life. (laughs) So that's, yeah, I guess, I mean, I probably could have done a little bit more, but I was just like, yeah. Like, uh, never mind. Yeah. But now, now I'm like, I'm freeing up. So um, I'm actually going to buy another costume. I think I might go with the sexy um, SWAT team. Hello. Because I've been watching Blacklist all week. Yes, I was a sexy cop, let's see, last year. And then I want to <laughs> say the year before that I was like some kind of sexy army. With, I had on a cat suit and a harness. And I, Doing listen, the most. I, I did in that a costume? Yeah, I did the most. I did the absolute most. Yeah, I was like, why don't you go as a nun? I said, yeah, then I could cut the butt out in the back. Because I can't. <laughs> I was like, because it's really not like that. Nah. You know what I mean? I gotta do something. Yeah, but you know what else happened last week? I had a lot of interesting dialogue in response to our episode. Oh, a good. Is for asexual. Good. I was pleasantly what kind of, surprised. What kind of feedback did you get? Um, I got like round of applause from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Who surprised me were my cis het male friends. Mm. Cisgender, heterosexual, for everybody that's listening that may not be familiar with the lingo. Um, and they. They had all these questions. Wow. And they were like, oh, wow, you know, that makes sense. And then I guess there is a spectrum as far as sexual attraction and sexual desire. So these are guys that are married, guys that are not married. 
So that was that was dope. That was that's open incredible. Up, open up the lines of communication on that. That was really cool. I was I was honored that I'm the pe- person that people come to for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Of course, yeah. my folks, crickets, except for y'all you know, playing yourselves. Band. First, of I mean, all. I think you know this. That's part of the problem. I think that's part of why I do this. So people, at least if they're listening and learning, that's one thing. But they're just like. You know, my boyfriend was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. But, you know, it also speaks to our growth as a society that Mm -hmm. the younger people are um, aware and curious and, you know, gaining knowledge. Yeah, just thinking Um, understanding. That's the path to to normalization, right? Knowledge. Absolutely. Speaking of which, we have a really special guest today. We are going to continue our theme of educating um, our listening audience on the various spectrums of sexuality. Yes. Um, and we have with us Sean Coleman. He is the executive director of Destination Tomorrow. Welcome, Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, how are you? Good. Complain life is good. good. How are you feeling today? I'm okay. Okay. Trying to relax this Sunday, watching a little football, just trying to chill out. Right, right. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, Sean, tell us a little bit about, um, let's let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am, um, <laughs> I hate when people ask me that. I never know okay. where to start because there's so many layers. Um, 50 years old, mm-hmm. um, started my organization in 2009. Mm-hmm. Destination Tomorrow is an LGBTQ organization, right? Um we didn't initially start out that way. We, we started out trying to be um, a resource for members of the trans and gender nonconforming communities. Okay. Um, we're located in the, in the South Bronx, right? And Looky down. The, uh, uh, right. But the Bronx for a long time has gotten a bad rep as um, homophobic or transphobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also didn't have a community center. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of Destination Tomorrow was to become that center, right? To... Um, have a safe affirming space. And I hate saying safe because there's never any real safe spaces, but to make folks as comfortable as possible. Um, So we started in 2009, um, shoestring budget. We've been able to grow it into the LGBT center of the Bronx. We just actually got funding from the city council to do that. Um, A nice amount of funding. So that our elected officials are listening uh, to us. Uh, Identify as a heterosexual trans male. um, Some people can't wrap their minds around what that means. (laughs) You hear trans and automatically lump me into the LGB community. And while we belong there in a sense, it's not sexual that puts us there. It's it's, it's more about identification. So we can talk on that. Um, But uh, heterosexual, trans male, um, uh, father, husband, brother. I play a lot of roles. Um, Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, welcome. Right. So um, we want to we want to dig right in. Let's get the politics out of the way because I know this was a big week for you and for the organization, the trans community. Um, mm-hmm. We got some really nasty, horrifying, nasty, nasty, horrifying, violent, heartbreaking. Yeah, um, uh, news from the. I don't want to call him the chief of staff. I don't want to call from that guy. <laughs> that, that asshole in that building down there in GC, D.C. Yeah. So like, his, his, he's attempting to erase uh, trans progress. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that? Well, what it was, was it was a leaked memo, right, mm-hmm. trying to provide guidance. 
to the Health and Human Service um, Administration, which would also affect the Department of uh, Education and Department of Labor. And what he's basically saying is he's trying to give a narrow definition of what gender is, right? That gender would just be male or female or whatever is on your on your birth certificate. So whatever you were assigned, and I hate saying whatever you were born because we're mm-hmm. not born, but whatever you were assigned at birth is what you have to um, what you'd have to put on your documents, and that's the only way that you would be um, acknowledged or, 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 or recognized. Uh, what we want to make folks aware of is that number one, it's just a memo, right? right. Um, so, so there hasn't been any legislation passed. There hasn't been any any bills or anything like that, laws or anything passed. Well, that's a relief. Um, yeah. So, so that's the that's the first part. And the second part is that we're already mobilizing. When I say we're already, the trans and our allies, trans community and our allies are already mobilizing to um, push back in the event that uh, they decide to try to move forward and pushing back just mean challenging it in court and those kinds of things. And we've already won a couple of times in court with the, with the courts um, siding with us mm. with regards to how you identify uh, gender and it being a protected class under title seven. So okay. what are the risks? So I know that we have, um, you know, Kavanaugh, we have all of these, you know, horrible people, running behind him what what are what are the risks like how how uh, it's a memo now but mm-hmm. potentially it could it definitely could be something more than that right how could that stand to play out i'll i'll, I'll try to relate it to voting right because we all should be interested in getting ready to vote with the midterms imagine, imagine being trans or, or gender non-conforming and your identification doesn't match what your presentation is right mm-hmm. and then you present to try to vote mm. right Mm-hmm. So, 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 just that in itself, and and now my now the administration has put a pla- put in place laws that says I can't identify as I feel and or look. Wow! Mm-hmm. So okay. that's like me showing up and they're telling me that I, if I don't have an F on my on my driver's license, which I don't, but if I don't have an F on my driver's license, I, I'm not going to be allowed to vote. It's it's it's, it's something that simple, right? Mm-hmm. Or or folks want to relate it back to the bathroom, going back to the bathroom bills. Mm-hmm. If, if I went to the bathroom and they were to, to card me in a, in a sense and say, mm-hmm. well, I don't believe that you're, I don't believe that you're a male. Let me see. Mm. And if that identification doesn't match, then whatever kind of consequences would come behind that. So um, something that most folks take for granted and just having legal documentation to travel or vote mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. is what's at, is, is one of the things that at risk. And then the other thing is, is it, it still falls in line with hate, right? Yes, because if, if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to to kind of dehumanize you by telling you who you are or who you're not, right. then I send a message to others that you don't matter. Right. And if folks believe that I don't matter, then they feel like they can do whatever they want to do to me, right? Whether that's firing me, whether that's uh, um, um, verbally attacking me, whether that's physically attacking me, they they can do it. Under the assumption that no one's going to care. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So yeah, what those the are some... what's the sentiment um, uh, going around the community right now? Is it ra- outrage? Is it fear? fear? It, de- it depends on which community. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'll, I'm going to get a little controversial when I say this. The, the the white trans community and the black trans community, we kind of view it. I don't want to say we view it differently, but it impacts us differently. Uh, everything right? does, but yeah. that's, so, all, that's a, across the board. As a black trans man, I've been erased numerous times. Right. <laughs> You've constantly told me who I am. You're a black man. Right. So an so, endangered so, species. So, right. So, so knowing that, I wasn't as scared as some of my white 
trans counterparts. Right. They're like, oh my God, they're going to take our rights. I'm like, what right you had? Well, okay. Right, you, like you, were, you were exactly. fine. Like you were yeah, actually yeah, kind of okay. But, like Caitlyn Jenner, all right. of a sudden, the political the climate poster. has turned and is no longer in her interest. And now she's an activist. Now she wants to speak out. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> Yeah. But it's also but it's also about if we use her as as a reference point, it was also about finances for her, right? Oh, absolutely. In, in her mind, he would have been better for her bottom line as far as her pockets are concerned. Right. Now she realizes as a everything being. that comes with that, and you and you should have voted your interest, your interest being who you are, and not and not how you made money. Right. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, she's a she's an activist now, I guess. Sure. I was never Whatever. I never I never took her I'm I don't take that like whole that. family I don't take them seriously. I'm not here for at them. all. <laughs> I'm I, I think, just Yeah. I, I think she had a, a wonderful opportunity to utilize her platform correctly. Yeah. And to me, utilizing her platform correctly would have been making space for those that were most impacted by what's happening. Like right? black trans women are still being murdered. Absolutely. So make space for black trans women to, to actually say these things and then come about with some kind of solutions. We, we can discuss why we feel like they're being attacked or what's happening, but then we can also come up with solutions. That would have been an excellent way to, I would have respected her more for doing it that way. Yeah. You can't jump feet first into being an activist and you just took your <laughs> first shot of hormones. Right. It's like, you don't even understand what's going on half of the time. I, so. I can't even. I can't with 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 Miss um, Miss Jenna. Miss Jenna. Miss <laughs> Kaylin. Miss K. Miss Ann. Anyway, <laughs> right. Essentially, yes, Miss Ann. Oh, so, um, tell us a little bit about um, about Destination Tomorrow, right? So, what are some of the programs that you have there? Um, if, you know, if I were to send my child, what, 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 what's happening there? Your child will be safe. I just want you to know that. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the programs, um, we, we operate on the economic empowerment model. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of the agencies were, were focusing on, um, prevention, HIV prevention, STI prevention. Right. And, right. And, 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 and GMHC and those, yeah. Those right. Mm-hmm. Those places. And I and I have strong partnerships with them. And I don't you know, I just wanted to go in a different direction. Understood. Being black, being trans, being from the ghetto. I, I, I kind of understood what those cofactors were that put people in risky behaviors right. and, and risky situations. Right. It was unemployment Absolutely. or underemployment. It was um, lacking social skills, lacking employable skills, right. Um, right. not understanding how to budget their finances or not, not understanding what to do with the money that they, that they received or those kinds of things. Right. So right. we wanted to put programs in place that spoke to that. So we have a free GED program. We have a job readiness program. We have a professional development program because wow. it's not enough to help you get a job. If I can't help you keep the job by, by, with like really honing in on your mannerisms right. and, and exactly. your office etiquette and those kinds of things. Absolutely. And how to respond to people like, right. <laughs> right. How to deal with how interact with escalating situations, yeah. right. how, to, how to deal with difficult people. Like all of those things we address because all of those things you're going to encounter in your workplace and in your everyday life. We also do a financial literacy program in partnership with TD bank. We do a computer, right. coding, we do a computer coding program. Um, and then we do support groups, discussion groups. We do counseling and case management. And then we also do HIV testing for those clients that don't want to go outside of Destination mm-hmm. Tomorrow. So it's not our driving force. It's not what we primarily do, okay. but we have it on, on site in case clients want to access it. What do you think about the PrEP, um, the, the, uh, that medicine that you can take to prevent HIV? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? I think PrEP is a useful tool if used correctly. Right. 
Um, I don't think. What do you um, mean used correctly? What, what you know? So, well, along with condoms and you know, still it has to be used along with condoms. But you also have to go to the doctor, right? right. It's a it's a six month period for your body to to get adjusted to mm. the medication. Okay. Um, and and you're supposed to be going to the doctor as you're taking the medication. Okay. You don't just you know, you can't just pop it and then miss one and then pop it. There has to be a certain level of consistency. Um, I don't agree with giving it to folks that I don't think are ready for it, right? So what I mean by that, if if you're having a difficult time managing your life, and I know that I'm putting these types of requirements uh, in front of you in order to take and be successful taking prep, then I, I may be setting you up for, for failure right. because mm-hmm. I haven't given you, again, the tools that you're going to need to like really be an active participant on, on doing the things that you need to do to keep yourself safe. Okay. But I think it's a wonderful tool if we utilize it correctly and if more if we get more information about it. Like cisgender women should be using prep. Yeah. If right. you're if you're if you're not um, you know, if you don't always use a condom. Cis, right. cisgender women should definitely be using prep. I wanna get away from this whole that it's a gay um this medicine was for gays or what uh, trans right. people. No, it's not. Well, I it's think they're anyway. advertising yeah, the way that they yeah, advertise it, it seems like it's tar- it's like targeting a targeted black women. Yeah. thing like that. I've been so seeing that on the on the I've subway. I've seen the black women. I've seen it more where it's targeted towards oh. like heterosexual males. I'm just kinda like, uh hey, yeah. everybody yep. can benefit from it. What's up? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. I know we can skip around because we have so much that I have so much that I want to talk to you about. We don't have <laughs> enough time. Um okay. But while we're on that subject of cis women, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sean and I were talking before about this whole situation with a lot of um, black women, a lot of African-American women are, you know, contracting the HIV, um, you know, HIV disease. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently the thought is that this influx is coming from the their men their mm-hmm. heterosexual men having sex with gay men. So c- we talked unfair. about we talked about that before. Yeah. Um first of all we talked about the language. Remember we talked about the language, the down low mm-hmm. language yeah. and how mm-hmm. you feel like that's unfair. Yeah, to mm-hmm. straight I, agree, men. I agree with that being But can you talk well. a little bit about that? Which part, the down low or or I want the, to talk about uh, yeah, about how it's affecting how you know, women and yeah, the whole the whole thing. Okay, so um, this might be it might come off wrong too, but I don't think anyone's responsible for your health but you, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. So, so everyone should be wrapping it up. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't care how long you've been in that relationship, but I just think it's to your advantage to always protect yourself. It is your responsibility to to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we put everything on these down low men. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I don't even necessarily what it, know what it means to be down low anymore, right? Because I think sex is fluid, and you you go where you're attracted. Exactly. Um, so so to kind of pigeonhole people and say, well, down low men are infecting are uh, infecting women. I I think there are a lot of variables that no, are, that play men that are play infecting into that. women. Like that's that's the bottom line. Like that's what's right. happening. Mm-hmm. Unprotected sex. Right. Is, Unprotected right. sex. Right. right. And infected people are infecting women. 
And I think if we begin to look at it like that and remove the labels, then you can take some of the stigma away. Absolutely. And then removing the stigma, then you don't have to worry about folks that are not being completely honest in their identity, right? Because right? right. down low men to me seems like they're like it would be easier to say that they were bisexuals if, if they were if well, being bisexual was accepted, right? The, right. And but then there's the bisexual erasure where nobody believes that bisexuals are like a real thing. It's like either you're you're gay or you're greedy or yeah. whatever. You know, this yeah. is this is exactly why I wanted to talk about it because I feel like. Like a large percentage of our listening audience is like this particular group of women. And I think, um, you know, folks don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear the realities mm-hmm. of it. Um, and, um, and they don't want to accept the bisexuality or the, the various spectrums. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's how, and that's how we get hurt. That's how we continually find ourselves getting hurt. Right. Um, no, thank you. Thank you for clearing that. What what are some of the ways that you think, and this is for, you know, what are some of the ways that we can normalize this process, right, for cisgendered women? Wow. Um, well, this is a good first step, right, by yeah. having these discussions mm-hmm. and, 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 and having them in a way that's loving, yeah. that, that no one has to be right or wrong. We just have to hear each other. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I think if we approach it from from that lens, like I'm not trying to convince you, I just want you to to, to hear me, mm-hmm. and and then maybe in something that I said, it may begin to shift how you think, or you may begin to have other discussions with other folks okay. to see where what where they're thinking. Um, I think that's the the easiest thing that we can possibly do. But then but it you, has to go a step further. Yeah, because oh. I, let me just interrupt and say, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole thing about betrayal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where, um, you know, black women are in this position where, oh, they feel betrayed by by a particular act because it's a man. Right. Because it could be another man. But it's the same thing with a woman. Right. So I'm. it, it should be. But you also have to give people the space to be honest with you. Right. Mm-hmm. If I feel like it's going to be an uncomfortable situation, um, it's harder to, to speak your truth, especially if you feel like you're going to be judged and then that judgment is going to go to ridicule and then the ridicule is going and now you're telling everybody, so I'm not just being judged by Ooh. you, but I'm being judged right. by my entire community. Because the first thing that yeah. happens is, oh, so-and-so said this to me and I think he, the, the, the derogatory term for gay. Right. And now you have your entire community looking at you different. Right. I'm yeah. still the same man I was when you fell in love oh, with me. I'm still God. the same man I was when I walked in and I pay all these bills. Like right. nothing's changed right. other than the person that I said I was attracted to at times. So I, I, I think that discussion has to happen. You have to, we have to create spaces that we can be honest with each other. Right. And without the ridicule of the stigma. And, and it's so, you know, the stigma does not exist for women. You know, if, <laughs> if, if a woman sleeps with another woman, that is like celebrated. They you start know. to call it a party. Right. You understand? Yeah. You understand? <laughs> so I think that's so interesting when you think when you start to think about how it crosses over into sexism, right? Mm-hmm. But but then we also have women, the cis women that are that are perpetuating it as well, right? Absolutely. The minute she sees the minute she sees a little boy who seems uh, somewhat effeminate, you want to punch yeah. him in the chest and man, man up, up. And, yeah. and those kinds of things. So we're condi- women are perpetuating that belief right. and that stigmas from a very early age. That's right. true. As far That's as true. what masculinity looks, looks like. like, like what it looks like and how it should pour- it's performative and they yeah, want to tell absolutely. you how do you perform. Right, right, right. Yeah. I agree. I've seen it and I'm not crazy about it. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, there's a fine line. I have a son 
right? And so I'm sitting here as you're saying this, and I'm processing it really quickly. Do I do that? Am I that way? My son was being bullied. It wasn't that I was expecting him to perform, but I was expecting him to protect himself. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think that gets misconstrued. I just want to say that as a mom, you know, you, 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 you know, I, I don't expect him to go out there and, you know, be hyper masculine, but I do expect mm-hmm. him to like, listen, somebody hits you, hit them the fuck back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Protect that would yourself. go the same for a man that would or a be, female that would be child the same for, way. I had to tell my daughter the same thing. So just, I just want to, you know, for anyone who might be thinking, oh, am I doing that? You know, my child's being bullied. That just came up for me. So I'm just being, mm-hmm. I'm just being open about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, I do, I do agree though, that, um, that that's how it starts. It really does start. Mm-hmm. It starts at home. Mm-hmm. It starts with it. You know, it goes down generations. Yeah. It's how um, the child is socialized. It's the no, mm-hmm. don't play with this toy. Play with that toy. Yep. No, yeah. don't, don't right, stop like crying. This, don't like dress that. like blue this. and pink. Fix your posture. Don't yeah. you know whatever whatever. So, it's it gets weird, and it it can do some damage from what, very what, early on in life. What what has life been like for you? How long? <laughs> what did you come out? And how long? Um, um, have you been married? Let's let's talk about you a little bit. Okay, um, I've been out for a long time. I'm also a part of the house and ballroom community, and I'm not sure if that's you guys. Where, that's where I found my in. I used to be in the house watching YouTube clips until <laughs> okay. I met I met a cousin of mine at a wedding. And he and mm-hmm. I were like peanut butter and jelly. And I'll never forget, I went to my first Rumble Ball at Esco's back in 2010. Okay. And my mind was blown. <laughs> like, look at this beautiful expression of humanness. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm here for this in the front row. This is awesome. So, so then I'm going to invite you to the next one I go to. Not, well, not the next one. The next one is in D.C. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take you to one because I've been a part of the scene since 87, 88. Oh, wow. So then you know Willie Ninja or new I, Willie Ninja? Well, Yes. Okay. Well, he grew up in my neighborhood in my projects where I lived growing mm-hmm. up. So he's one of my my fans. We're gonna get to the the inspiration and the celebrity and all that. But do you see how we touch uh, like everybody's lives, right? Even if you think you know someone, you somewhere was yeah. that six degree separation of somewhere, somewhere. Right. somewhere you know? Of course. Um. So I'm part of the ballroom scene. Okay. Um, I first started. I came out and um at 19. Okay. Okay. Um. Didn't. It was it was confusing to me, right? Because I was being socialized as female, mm-hmm. and people again were telling me what I was or who I was, and it never felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how come I found the ballroom scene, and that's why I think I stayed in the ballroom scene for so long because it allowed me to be me, right? right. And kind of shape who I who it was that 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 I was. I didn't start taking um, hormones until like about twenty five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, then I got into some trouble, and you know. The other college came to get me, and I was away in that college for right. a little while. Because okay. people be going to college. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you know I go to college. <laughs> right. People, I went to college. Go no, to co- call it university. I remember being at the house meetings, and that's writing <laughs> letters to our, our members that were at college. college. <laughs> they were in I university. Got plenty, I got plenty cards. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member of the House <laughs> of Ebony, so I got plenty cards from the House of Ebony. <laughs> okay. Um, I love it. So, so, so came home and mm-hmm. decided that I had to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um lost a whole lot of people to HIV and AIDS Mm -hmm. and paid attention during that time to how um, the systems that were put in place that were kind of addressing other folks and were kind of leaving black folks in particularly, but definitely the people in the house and ballroom community behind. Yeah. Um, 
with, with their lack of resources and services, mm-hmm. with not wanting us to come into their space, um, with not coming to our space. And that's what got me into doing public health. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think I answered your question. Yeah, yeah you did. That was, that, that, that was cool. Thank you. And how long have you been married? Oh, I didn't answer all your questions. Okay. Right. Um, four years. Okay. Yay, congratulations. Yes. And how does your how does your wife identify? And you have children, right? My wife identifies as heterosexual mm-hmm. and I have a daughter who's thirty. Okay. Oh, that's great. But yeah, and my but my wife is younger than I, so okay. we're still looking to have another an, another kid. Oh beautiful. Point. Yay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting old. Don't don't clap for that yet. <laughs> yeah, how old, let me say wait, how old are you? How old yeah, because I'm a, I'm fifty. Okay, yeah. So I had my last one at what, forty one? So yeah, you come on now, Sean. You get that done quick, really, really quick. Like, like, I know you're not trying to go to no parent teacher conferences in your seventies. Can you see you know, me? And I'm that cranky you know, old man. Like, oh my god, do you really want to do that? I mean, I had older parents. Y'all and better come to parent teacher conferences. Everybody's like, is that your grandma? No, that's my mother. <laughs> my mother, my mother does not look like a grandma. She doesn't, but Let that's you. no. You know what? She aged backwards because she was all about the old Sometimes lady couture when I was younger, and yeah. then decided to like show up and show out after she retired. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, why couldn't you be this fly when I was in junior high school? You that, couldn't have done that the for process. me. Why couldn't you do like you do that for me? <laughs> Let's play a little quick little game just to clear things up for them, for the old stupid people. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> oh boy. Let's talk about what was acceptable back then. What, and ver- what's not acceptable now? Verbiage, titles, all of that. Terms? Yeah. And then okay. and why? Right? Because okay. um, I think people just like, they don't even know what to say now. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, just right. shut up. You know, let's know what no, to say. I've, I've become the pronoun police in my family. It, no, no, no. You can't say that. Hey, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> She's done it to me, too. No, only because I've caught myself and slipped and misgendered a person and felt so bad. I felt horrible. Like, I didn't even want to talk after that. I was just like, I'm going to just shut up. I'm sorry. I feel hard. I apologize. Yeah. But then for the people like my mom, my grandmother, and like, I don't know, some people my age, too. Um, I, I, I was telling you a little bit earlier, you know, I grew up in a, in a household that was very, um, my mother had all kinds of friends, Mm -hmm. gay, straight, you know, whatever, all, all the things were, came through Mm -hmm. 7C and, um, my, my first experience with a trans woman was, I told the story before Mm -hmm. a woman, um, Leslie, never forget her. She gave me my very first Revlon relaxer. Hello. I had burns for days, but I was (laughs) cute, but I was cute. Cause you know, they only had the super back then. Right, of course. There was no like medium. There was no mild perm. Right. It was all super. Soft and beautiful, short looks. She was bad though. She was bad. She was very Naomi Sims. Okay. You know, very beautiful. Okay. And, um, unfortunately she perished, um, Mm. due to the AIDS virus. But, um, Mm. so that was the exposure that I had of a godmother who's, um, a lesbian. We had a host of uh, gay men coming through. But, you know, I remember, you know, my mom being like, you know, oh, Uncle Dante is a fag. You know, this one is a dyke Um, that, you know, that was how that was the language. These were her friends. These weren't Mm -hmm. like, you know, folks that she had a, you know, knew from a distance. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I never really heard the word gay, to be honest with you. 
growing mm-hmm. up. People, you know, it was very specific, you know, and it was just one of the two, one or two, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. a faggot or a lesbo or dyke. Right, right. Um, let's talk about that because mm-hmm. um, I think this is a real disconnect when we talk about generational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, take it away. I think faggot is the, um, we can start there. I think that's, well, we all know the faggot is derogatory. And I think right. back then it was derogatory I've, too. I've Just, seen fights break out at Bulls because that word gets like hurled out like you're hawking a loogie at the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's on site after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to be yeah. called that is, that is a fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, and but like, except, oh, you ready to fight. You except, ready to fight. Except when, when it's said, when you call yourself that, right? So, Right. So I've been, you know what I'm saying? So this is the sort of, this is, this is where it gets tricky. Like when people refer to themselves, like I'm a fag or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a faggot. I've had someone say that the other day. So, you know, so it does get tricky also. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's similar to the N word. Right. In that, you know. But I think it goes back to me being able to call myself whatever because it's me. Right. You not being able to take that liberty. Right. Like Mm -hmm. at at the end of the day, I can talk about me, Mm -hmm. even if it's even if it's in a bad way or or, or it's it's hateful or harmful. Mm -hmm. But how dare you say it? Because we call I don't. But folks call themselves the N word constantly. Women. I know women that call themselves the B word. Right. Right. Amongst each other, and right. then the minute a male says it to them, they or have someone it's time to fight. It's, 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 it's on site. It's on site. It's on site. What is the appro- Let's talk about what's the appropriate term. Um, I don't know if there is an appropriate term, mm-hmm. right? I know. I think it's. To, I feel like. It's, yeah, I. I think just like with 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 pronouns, I think it's about asking mm-hmm. how right. folks mm-hmm. want to be um identified, or and that's what to. I wanted to get to. Why it's so people don't know that. People right. don't know to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If yeah. you're not sure, ask. Right. Right? right. Because somebody yes. might be um, straight and still want you to understand, like, if their name, like, if, for example, Terry, right? Mm-hmm. I was working at a place where a woman, a <coughs> cisgendered woman, mm-hmm. had a name that could be perceived as a male name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Okay? So she used pronouns in her um, signature. Mm-hmm. Right, um, mm-hmm. and in, and in the same way, you know, I'm so, I didn't want to cut you off, but I just wanted to point that out to folks listening. Ask, ask, ask. But it's all in how you ask too, though. Mm-hmm. Right. right, you can't come up and be like, "Well, oh, they said you? you a shim," and you right. be like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I never heard that. You're like, "Oh, oh, you want to get punched in the mouth?" Oh, okay, right. heard you. Heard you. <laughs> So, so you still have to be again. It's all about being respectful. Right. If you, I'll, I'll answer any question once mm-hmm. because I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that you had the best intentions right. when you asked me that question. Right, right. And then, based on how the conversation goes after I answer that question, it might be on site, or we may continue the conversation, or whatever. Right, mm-hmm. right. But I'm always gonna assume the best intention, and I think we have to do that with with each other. Like, if you have a if you have a question, it's not a malicious question. Like, you really want to learn or you want to know, ask right. the question. And also, I think, I guess, with people who are of trans experience, there are people that don't chemically transition, and you have right. to respect that. Right. Like, okay, yeah. these are the pronouns that this person wants to use, and regardless of what that they looks look like, like to you, right. you adhere to it. Right. Like, you don't get to make up in your mind, like, okay, well, they said X, but I see Y, so I'm going to just say Y. How far away are we from, from, from normalization? You st- we got. I know we have a long way to go, but 
super long. It, I, I think, I think we're almost there, right? I feel because I think we made progress, but we still have a ways. We have a ways to go, but I think, and when I say we're almost there, I, I mean we're almost there in beginning these discussions, yes. not in accomplishing the goal, right, right? Right. Because for a long time we haven't even had these discussions, right? Absolutely, yeah. Especially among black and brown people, because you, yeah. you know, they start bringing out the Bible on you and like, ah, baptize you in holy water because <laughs> you're going to hell and all these other things. So we don't even get an opportunity to have these discussions. If if we started to like really break down discussions on biology and gender, it I think it would make sense to more people. We are we. You know, gender being a social construct, we've been socialized mm-hmm. to believe this binary existence is the only way. Mm-hmm. Those discussions need to start. To, we need to start to have those discussions. Absolutely. Um, but I, but I, but I think we're I think we're close, and I, I'm I'm happy that Trump is doing these idiotic, making these idiotic memos and trying to come up with these laws because mm-hmm. it's forcing us to have a conversation about things we didn't want to have, right. or discussions we didn't want to have. It, just like with race. Like now, he's race-baiting his ass off, so it gives us an opportunity to look at some of our friends like, what side okay, do you really exactly. stand Okay, who, exactly. Who, who, who you with? Yeah, um, right. We're, gonna, yeah. we're running out of time soon. I, I wanted to get to this question. Lori, did you have a question before you? No, I was just along for the ride yeah, yeah, to yeah. just <laughs> plug in where I could. Yeah, like, all yeah. right, cool. Hey, this is... Where I'm standing with it. So <laughs> since we all hit let's I wanna talk about Yeah, I wanna talk about like who inspires you um in the gay and lesbian community, in the LBGTQA community. Who inspires you? Who who has inspired you in the past and um and who inspires you now? Um, who inspired me in the past was my grandmother, right? Because being 50 years old and, and, and growing up in the 70s, I didn't see anybody that was like me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody that was black and socialized as female, but mm-hmm. identified as male mm-hmm. and had the, the vocabulary to express that. Mm. Okay. So so I didn't I didn't really have. Um, yeah, my grandma was was the one who was instrumental in planting seeds in me. And, and then as I as I grew and learned things, those seeds began to grow. Okay. Um, Where's now, your family from? Uh, Georgia. Okay. okay. A little son family. Okay. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, so that that was that was a big that was a big deal coming from a mm-hmm. southern family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down there in the Bible belt. Mm-hmm. Pray it away. Right. Thank you. So that was a, and that oddly was enough, awesome. and, and oddly enough she didn't try that, right? Because That's lovely. I think, I, I think I had male traits for a long time and it was never huh. that you know, they like they didn't force me to wear female identified clothes, like right. those kinds of things. And when I was old enough to cut my hair, they allowed me to cut my hair like that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was never, I, it was never forced upon me. I, society did it more than my family did. Mm. Okay. And was it a discussion or did she just allow you to un- just allow, unfold? Just, just allowed it to unfold. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. I aunt that didn't, but that's another show. That's another topic for another time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's come around now. So. Okay, well, that's good. Well, you would, hope, you would think. Hey. So um, anybody else? Um, for for right now, um, again, I don't have many. I think that's sad too, right? That yeah. we don't have many um, black LGBT folks. I was gonna say queer because we can't say queer. Right. Yes. Right. Queer is all um, right. Queer is good, um, but 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 we don't have a whole lot of black queer folks that we can look up to now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And being in the trans community, the average life expectancy for a black trans woman was thirty five. Wow. Um, Black trans men, we were a race, so they didn't even they didn't even document anything on how long we lived. Right, but there are not right. a lot of black trans elders, so there's not um, a, a whole lot of folks for me to look at and say, you know, you're doing good shit. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna emulate you. Right, um, right. It, 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 
it, it, it really wasn't that. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, by living by example and living so openly and so freely and still working mm-hmm. to change systems in people's minds that at some point you'll ask someone that question and they'll say Sean Coleman. So nice. What, um, so, um, where can we find you? If we, if someone wants to find out more information about destination tomorrow, where, where can we find you? Um, you can visit our website, destinationtomorrow.org. Um, and we're you, on Facebook. We're on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. I found Destin- you guys' page. I was scrolling through it during yeah. the course while we were recording. You guys do. You guys do ballroom classes, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> not these knees. Y'all won't catch me in nobody's dip. <laughs> but like, I was no, going to say, not, not not ballroom like some folks are. Used right, to right, 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Like no, no, no. Don't show no. up and think we gonna have evening gowns. Exactly. Dancing with the stars, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> not not hardly. Yeah, that's not, not it. Not that's even not a little bit. No, this we're talking pose. We're talking Paris is burning. We're talking Kiki. We're talking my exactly. house. We're talking all of that. My yep. inspiration. That I've watched. My inspiration. Thinking back on it, uh, Willie was an inspiration for me mm-hmm. as a kid. He used to try to teach us how to dance. We were so like. We were, yeah, we were challenged. Y'all weren't ready. <laughs> we were challenged. And, you know, we had no idea how much of a huge star he was. Even even mm-hmm. after Paris Burn came out, we still didn't mm-hmm. know because he had to change his posture when he came around the hood. Right. Yep. He had to completely change, but he would come through with his capes and whatnot. And his crew, it was like the original Matrix. I'm, I'm, yep. I, I kid you not, like way before the Matrix, right? He would come through mm-hmm. with his capes and his boots and his black and his hair and and um and he was an inspiration to me later in life i didn't know mm-hmm. what he was at the at the time but mm-hmm. i but what i you know it was all it was a in the 80s it was uh you needed to be unique to be respected right yep. now everybody wants to be the same everybody's yeah. the same kind of difference yeah but back but back then it was like it. you it's totally unique um mm-hmm. to stand out and um, that's what I, I learned from him. So I'm totally like, yeah, I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm just, you know, he was my inspiration. He was amazing. He was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Alori. Yeah. Any inspirations? Oh, boy. Dag. Now, I'm, of course, I'm going to draw a blank. I'm telling you, I used to just be watching YouTube. Ballroom throwbacks was my life. I swear. Like, I was a ballroom throwbacks watcher. And yeah, I, I, um, used to watch I watched. Those too. Of course, who didn't know, know Laomi, and who didn't right. watch uh, Asia Balenciaga, Boots Prodigy? Um, I used to like search for them by name. Like <laughs> this is who I'm looking for now. Okay. Um, so by the time I got a chance to really come out and see, I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. I I um I'm sorry we didn't get a chance because I did want to talk about some sex. We didn't get to the sex, <laughs> but next time. Next time. Next time we're gonna get in we're gonna get down to business. <laughs> Thank you. Invite me back. I'll come back. We'll talk all sex. Oh Bet. that'd be great. Yes. I said all sex, not oral. I don't want anybody ah. to <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> okay, lovers. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. Thank and we'll you. see Thank you all next time. Yes. Take it easy. All right. See you. Bye, Sean. Have a good week. You too. Thanks right. so much. Mm-hmm.